It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up the house. Taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage. Greetings and salutations, Can't Crush Your Nation. Yeah, that's the kind of mood I'm in. I'm bubbly, I'm happy, I'm, I'm up and about, and I don't know why I would be down, but nonetheless, I am your host, Mark the Mark Martinez, and I don't know where greetings and salutations came from. Usually it's like, hey, what's up? But yeah, it's a different show. It's a different type of show here on Can't Crush Your Spotlight, as I'm going to have somebody that was a ring announcer in the 1990s. And the likes, because he sent me some pictures of him hanging out with some wrestlers in the 90s. Ivan Koloff, Vince McMahon, Bruno San Martino, Bret Hart, the Bushwhackers, Freddie Blassie. And the list, I'm sure, can go on and on and on. I'm super excited to speak to the host of the Glenn Ralph show, Glenn Ralph. Yeah, it's a simple show. I will let you find out all about his show during the interview, but I need to dive in and find out all about wrestling from Glenn Ralph. You know, so many more that he could have announced or he was backstage and what stories or whatever, and you might get these on his show, but I'm going to stronghold him down, put him in a headlock and get at least two. I'm going to get at least two. If it's more awesome, if it's more than more, that's fan-freaking-tastic. You know how excited I get wrestling stories. That's all it is. So it's a kind of different Can't Crush Your Spotlight this week because we're going to talk to a ring announcer from the 1990s. So right around the corner, you'll hear from Glenn Ralph, and he'll tell you all about his show. But first, we have to hear from our homeboy, Al Snow. You know he's got collar and elbow, and he's got hats, hoodies, tees, sweats, all the cool wrestling apparel out there. Go to CollarAndElbow.com, purchase some stuff, and then when you're ready, there's a little box that says promo code. That's where you help us out. Type in Can Crushers, all one word, capital C and Can, capital C and Crushers. You'll save 10%, and you will help support our show as well. Speaking of supporting our show, guys, when you're out there, like, follow, share all our episodes. You know, spread the word out. We have Can Crusher Nation, but let's get more involved. Let's get more people to get on the nation and say, wow, these guys might know what they're talking about every once in a while. I did pretty good during SummerSlam. I did. I will pat myself on the back for that. Also, when you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. Give us a rating. Anything. Just, you know, leave a comment. Say, these guys are trashy. Ha, 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 ha. Shout out to my homeboy, Daniel Spencer, at Ringside Podcast as well. He's always punny with that. All right, here comes Al Snow, and then when we come back, we're going to have Glenn Ralph on the show, talk wrestling, and, of course, about his podcast. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. 
I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. This is former WWE superstar Duke, the dumpster, Drossy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. And welcome back to Can Crushers, guys. I told you I have a special guest on the show, and he is a 1990s, my wheelhouse, and a lot of Can Crusher Nation wheelhouse wrestling fans, but he was a 1990s ring announcer working with WWE. Now, yes, it's not Howard Finkel, it's not Mean Gene or anything like that, but he's the ring announcer that you would get in Dubois, Pennsylvania, or, you know, St. Mary's when they came there, all these little niche towns, but he did it all over New Jersey, and I am super happy to have the one, the only, Glenn Ralph joining us here on Can Crushers, and we'll talk about your podcast first. Maybe. Now we'll talk about that later. Glenn, how the hell are you doing? Yeah. All right. Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Good, good, good. Um, Glenn, let's just talk about how we met real quick. And it's funny. It really is because we talked a little bit before we started recording. And podcasting is a is a family, isn't it? It is. I, I'm glad to be. I'm happy to be a part of the family. I'm a new member to the family. You are, and you are... I'm a uh, newborn. I'm you, really a newborn. You are. You have a few... By the time this comes out, you'll have maybe three episodes out, but the first two were really entertaining, and I told you during text that I had to stop one of them because I wanted the real reaction about how you got into wrestling. So I'm like, I have yeah, to stop, I'm, I'm I have glad to stop you did that, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you did that. So we'll dive deeper into your podcast, but... Give a shout out what it is and what you got, what you uh, plan on doing. Okay, well, like you said, I'm a couple of episodes in, two to be exact, and it, it's a talk show, it's an entertainment show. It's not uh, a wrestling podcast, but it's a general talk show, and I'm looking to have interesting people on the show that have interesting conversations. People can talk about whatever they want, except for religion, politics, or COVID, because. <laughs> what what I want my show to well what I want my no, show to I be agree. is, is kind of like an escape show, a show that you know takes you away from the stresses of life, like you know politics. Everybody argues. COVID. It's it's a depressing thing. I don't want anything depressing. I just want people to have fun. I just want to have good debates on a variety of subjects. And just talking and have fun. I just wanted to be a fun show. That's the bottom line. Yeah, it, that sounds great. We'll dive more into your your podcast later because I have a couple questions. You said you want entertaining people on, so I should probably be your co-host then. Just from here on out, I'm going to say that I should. Be well, your... you know, I'm going to hold. I'm, no, I'm going to hold you to it. You did say that you would be a guest uh, in the the near future, so you better uh, you better at least do that. For sure, for sure. I, I, if you can tell, Glenn, I love hearing my own voice. I, nobody wants to see this face, but I love hearing my own golden pipes. So you have a voice for radio like me? Oh, for sure. I, no, no, I mean a face. No, I, I screwed up the joke. A face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Good job. That was Thanks, your yeah. one joke for the show, and you screwed. ruined it. Or screwed that up right out of the gate. Well, Glenn, funny. thanks for coming on. We'll, talk, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. Hey, you have a good night. Yeah. Nice talk. Peace out. No. Um, all right. 
So you reached out on the old Facebook and we connected and uh, we started talking and you brought up wrestling right off the bat. And then you told me you have a podcast and I'm like, wait, this guy, this guy has something that, you know, I'm jonesing for. How did you get into, first of all, how were you introduced to wrestling? Well, first, I actually yeah, let's go way to, back. Oh, how I got into it. Okay. Okay. Actually, I was about 10 years old. And we had, this is, you know, back in the early, early 80s. And my parents were watching TV in the living room. I was in the kitchen. And in the kitchen, there was a TV stand. There was a small color TV. I don't know how many inches, maybe probably bigger than 13, maybe less 19. than 19. But anyway, 19 anyway, black and um, white. <laughs> it was not black and white. It was actually color. Okay. Um, so anyway, I, I just. You know, we didn't get cable till 1982, and this is like 80 or 81. So we got channels, you know, you clicked it up, you get, you know, channels uh, 2, 4, 5, 7, 9, 11, and UHF. So it was, I remember, because it used to come on at 5 o'clock in, in the evening, and I got to channel 9, and there was this wrestling. And before that, I never even really heard of it. I never watched it before i never heard, any, heard anybody talk about it and i just left it on and i was just amazed i was glued to the tv and i just couldn't stop watching it it was so amazing to me and i remember yelling into my parents you know that i'm watching wrestling and they started yelling in oh yeah my mother said used to go to the newark armory in newark new jersey and she used to see shows and told me about this old woman that would be in the front row hat pin mary she would take a, a stick pin and stick the wrestlers in in, in, in their, their asses and talking about anthony naraka all these old wrestlers i'm like wow so my parents used to watch it too but they, they never brought it up i really found it on my own and ever since that moment i I would check the TV guide. There was no internet then. I would check the TV guide to see when it was on. And then I found out that it was on every Saturday morning on Channel 9 at 11 o'clock. And then there there would be championship wrestling, I believe, and then all-star wrestling at 5 o'clock on Channel 9. And I, from that moment, I became a fan. I could not get enough of it. And my every time I went to the store with, with my mother, she would buy me wrestling magazines. It was quite a while before I realized that there were even wrestling magazines in existence, but man, when I saw my first one, I was like in the store, she's paying, I'm looking around. I'm like, Oh my God, a wrestling magazine. So then right. she would buy me like uh, magazines called the wrestler inside wrestling and pro wrestling illustrated every month. And I would actually go there and ask the guy, I was a little kid. I'm looking up, ask the guy, do the new ones come in yet? No, not yet. And tell me when they're coming out. I mean, so from yeah, that age and finding it, just at random on the TV, I just became a huge fan immediately. The the wrestling magazine is something that, yes, uh, we had a newsstand here in town, and I became great friends with this, I don't know, 70, late 70s, 80s woman that owned it. And I was like, I want all the wrestling magazines. My mom worked like right down the street on the, the same block. So I would nice. go to work with mom, walk up to the newsstand, and the lady would have like four magazines just saved for me. <laughs> which which one do you want today, wow. Mark? I'm like, all of them? She's like, honey, that's going to be, and of course, it's the 80s, uh, late 80s. 
She's like, honey, that's going to be $20. I'm like, yep, that's all I have. That's what I made for my paper route <laughs> this week, and that's what I'm going to spend it on. As a kid, by the way, did you realize the irony of the word Mark and your name? I did, time? yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> okay. Yeah, Mark the Mark. Yeah, my mom uh, aptly named me for sure. So, yeah. It, it, was, it was meant to be. It, was it meant to be. really was. It started young. but Mine came from my grandfather sitting at uh, his house one time. And my first thing that I remember is Ric Flair coming out. Just the pomp and circumstances around him, the way he came out. And I'm like, holy yeah. cow, that was a fat little guy. So I knew I was never going to be Ric Flair. But yeah. I thought, all right. And then I saw King Kong Bundy. I'm like, I could probably be him when I grow <laughs> up. But then I just I discovered that I like talking. And, you know, my passion's always been to get into a wrestling organization before I started the podcast, doing something behind the scenes or something. Now the podcast is just the same thing, helping out the indie stars and so on like that. So, yeah. So I'm in the wrestling business, I say to myself. And if you ask other people, they're like, oh, God, can crushers? Jeez, stay away from No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's a passion thing. You're, you're passionate about it. I, yeah. Just like, like I was. And like you said, I was a chubby little kid, too. As I grew older and got in high school, I lost the baby fat. But still, I wasn't big enough to be a wrestler, even though I always dreamed about being an actual wrestler. But that just, I realized at some point that that was not, not, not going to pan out. But I was so into the business that I, I just wanted to be in business one way or another, as a promoter, as whatever. It was just, it was just like, like in, in my blood. And I'll never forget the very first show, live show that my father ever took me to. I was 11 or 12. It was at Freehold Township High School in New Jersey. Um, we, we got tickets at a local pizzeria. We got fourth row, so they're, they're really good seats. But in a high school gym, every seat is really good. But I remember I'm sitting there and I'm just watching the action. What's going on? My father turned to me. I'll never forget this and, and said, are you having fun? Are you, are you having a good time? I looked at my, I nodded. I, I said, yeah. And he's like, it doesn't look like it. Cause I was never one of those fans that would jump up and scream for the baby faces and boo the heels. I just sat, it was like different with me. Like I, I was like the biggest fan, but I was never, my father thought I was having a lousy time and I was having the best time of my life. My first live show, I'm seeing these guys that I, watch on TV on Saturday mornings up close. And I was just like, I zoned out, like I was zoned in on what was going on. Like I, I just, it was weird. It was different with me. I was never like a rah, rah fan. So you looked at it more as kind of what it is theater then, you know, you don't jumping up and down during a play or a musical or anything. You were just taking in all the, all the glory of what they were doing. Yeah, it was I, just like I was watching a show. Like, yeah. like, 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 even the, the the heels. I never really hated them. Like, you know, or I don't know. It's like I just enjoyed every aspect of wrestling. The 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 promos, the actual matches, what led up to, like the whole drama. Like, you know, it's been pro wrestling's been referred to as like a male soap opera. And yep, I didn't I didn't think in that terminology when i was a kid but really thinking back that's what it was to me it was a show and it was great and real real quick i thought about this earlier in the day when i knew i was going to be on your show i remember sitting one saturday morning watching wrestling in front of the tv 
My father was in the living room sitting in a chair. And at one point, he, he said to me, he tried to like tell me Santa Claus wasn't real. He said, I'm paraphrasing, but you know that that it's not real. You know, it's fake, right? And I turned to him and, and he said, if you look, you can see that they're not really hitting each other, that, you know, they stomped their foot and they're helping each other. And he said, you know, they're, they're all friends and they, they go out to dinner, at, you know, together afterwards and everything. And I just said, oh, okay. And I just turned back to the TV and kept watching. And he said to me, he said, so you're still going to watch it? Like he was trying to deter me from uh, watching wrestling, liking wrestling. And I just turned to him and I said, yeah, because it wasn't about that. Even though I knew, even though I didn't admit it to myself, I, I knew that if you're punching somebody in the face five times, they're going to have a black eye. They're going to they're going to be all screwed up. But like, it just didn't matter to me. He told me it's you know fake, and I'm like, oh okay, you know. But I'm still going to watch it because it was about the show. It was about the the whole thing. It wasn't just about watching two guys you know try to beat each other up. It was more than that to me. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. It's. It's the storylines. It's, you know, again, I use pageantry again of just them coming out. And, you know, Macho Man was one of my favorites. Ultimate Warrior running down and just blowing people out of the ring real quick. It's all about what each character does during this half, you know, hour, two hour show. You know, they've extended so much longer nowadays. But yeah, it was just about keeping yourself entertained each 15 minutes with whomever was in the ring. Yeah. And it's about the build up. Yeah. Yep. About the story, the story behind the match. And then they tell the story in the ring. Yeah. It, it was great. So how did you, we, we share, uh, somewhat of the same path. Uh, you disconnected quick and I stayed the whole way through and we're still in the same place. Um, overall, uh, you went, yes. to, you went to college, right? For the same thing yeah. I did. Yes. Tell that story because we talked about it right before we came on the okay. air, and I'm like, I should have listened. Okay, well, um, the abridged version here. I'm not going to be long winded about it, but I always wanted to be on the radio. Always wanted to be on the radio. That was when I got out of high school. That's what I, I wanted to do because at that point I knew I'm not going to be a pro wrestler. I don't know how to break into the business anyway, but I'm not. It's not going to happen. But Another passion was being on the radio. And you're in Pennsylvania, so you wouldn't know this, but there was a big, one of the biggest radio stations in New York, and I'm, I'm in New Jersey, but I was, you know, part of the metro area, was 95.5 PLJ. Well, there was a, a DJ, Bobby Valentine. Uh, who not the Mets manager, right? Not, not him. No, no, no. Okay. Same, same name, but a whole different guy. Okay. Well, anyway. He ended up living, um, growing up, I lived in, uh, later growing up, lived in a, a townhouse development. He lived right right behind. Our, our decks were facing each other. He lived right behind me. So I, I thought it was really cool that there's a radio star living right behind me. But I was also a fan of Howard Stern growing up. And I just, I, I, I always liked to talk and I just wanted to be on the radio. So long story short, um, right out of high school, I signed up at brookdale community college a local college in lincroft new jersey and i signed up for radio and communication classes well the professor four or five classes in had he was being very honest he said that 
radio is a very hard business to get into because there are only so many slots and there are a lot of people who want to be on the radio. It's major competition. And then he said that out of the 20 people in the class, maybe two of you will get on the air one day. And that totally discouraged me. And at that point, went to one or two more classes and I just quit because I was working a full-time job during the day. I was going to Brookdale at night and I just quit and kind of gave up that dream because to me, from what he said, and he was right when I thought about it logically, that it would be nearly impossible. And, uh, you know, like I didn't have the confidence where, well, I, I can beat the odds and because that's really like, like ridiculous. I, I, like I, I could beat the odds and I'll, I'll get on the radio and I'm not giving up. I, I gave up because at 18, I wanted instant gratification. I just wanted to feel, I'll go to school, I'll get on the radio, and that's the end of the story. But it turns out it was way more complicated than that. So, you know, but now at 49, I'm doing a podcast. It's a talk show. And I just started it recently. And I'm hoping that, you know, that it will continue to grow and I'll be able to continue doing it because I enjoy it. Yeah, and your podcast is going to reach more than, uh, well, back then, I'll put it that way, because radio stations are all over the world now, too. But essentially, a podcast, you know, we have listeners in Lithuania, in Canada. Uh, we were ranked in the top, you know, 10 at one point in Japan. And the only thing I've ever said in Japan was ni hao on here. So I don't know how I got but you you have you have listeners in Lithuania? Yeah. Do they understand what the fuck you're even saying? People in Pennsylvania sometimes don't understand what the fuck I'm saying, Ralph. <laughs> Glenn, I mean, yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. So <laughs> So no, I don't understand, but we have avid listeners that I don't know if uh our hosting site because we both use the same one Buzzsprout translates when it's over there or something i have no damn idea or maybe it's an american over there listening and wants to know what's going on with wrestling and they picked well, me i mean truthfully honestly i'd be really happy if non-english speaking people listen to my show they'd be more entertained right than people who speak english i'm sure yeah <laughs> I, it, you wait till you see your stats over time when you grow and you grow and grow and you're like how the hell did that happen it's amazing yeah, it really I is i can't wait for that um all right so now the meat and the potatoes of this is how the hell did you get into wrestling how were you the pretty much new jersey wwf at that time ring announcer it was all a luck or fate whatever you want to call it Right out of high school, um, me and my friend Adam, who was another diehard, diehard wrestling fan. We were friends in high school. And we went to a local show at, at a high school. It was either Middletown South or Middletown North High School, not far from us. Anyway, we went to the show. Like, we, we go to all of them. And at the end of the show, all the fans, everybody's filing out. And we were hanging out by the locker room door. Just, you know, thinking maybe a wrestler will come out, we'll, you know, get to meet him or whatever. Because we're, we're marks, you know, so we're just hanging by the door and we watched everybody else leave. There was a security guard who was talking to a girl. He was not right near the dressing room door. He was 
I don't know, maybe a hundred yards away. I'm not good with judging distance, but he, he wasn't right near the door, but we were standing right in front of the door. And I could see as he was talking to the girl that he would keep like eyeing us. Like he would look back once in a while. And, you know, we were just, you know, talking me and my friend and hanging out. Well, something miraculous just came over me. Even though the security guard was right there, I just said to my friend, Adam, I said, Adam, here's what we're going to do. And he's like, what? I said, I, I want to get in there. So I'm going to, when he's not looking, I'm going to open the dressing room door just enough for you to get in. When I open it, you immediately run in, you bolt in there and I'll go in right after you. And when he wasn't looking, I, I kept looking at the security guard. And w- when he wasn't looking for a little bit, I like counted to three and I opened the door a little bit and I said, go, he went in, went in and we got in there and I said, just walk, walk fast. We started making rights and lefts and everything else just in case he immediately ran in after us. Well, we got to, uh, we didn't really see anybody, but then we got to, to a spot and iron Mike sharp. You've heard of him. Oh yeah. He was there and we just stopped by him. Um, cause we didn't see anybody else and we were like, you know, Hey, how you doing? And we we're just talking. And it was like 10 seconds later, I guess the, the girl or the guy realized that, you know, we didn't just disappear into thin air that we actually went through the door. So he must've been doing the rights and lefts too. And all the turns, because he was like, um, he, 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 you could tell he was running. And when he got up to us, he just stopped. And it was me, my friend, Adam and I are Mike Sharp. And, the the security guard didn't say anything, but Mike Sharp said, no, no, it's OK. It's OK. And then the security guard left and we just started talking to Iron Mike Sharp. And he was a big deal when me and my friend Adam were growing up. He was on the TV every Saturday morning. He was, he was a big star in, in the 80s. He was. So anyway, we're, we're, we're talking to him and he said that he was going to be opening a professional wrestling school in Brick, New Jersey. Uh, towards the end of May. And this was like sometime in March. And my friend Adam had said to him that he really wants to be a referee. Are you going to be training referees? And he's like, yeah, 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 sure. Absolutely. So he asked for our numbers and we gave him our phone numbers. And he said that he would call us closer to the time when he was going to, when the school was going to actually open. So we thought he's not going to call. He's a big star. He took our numbers. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a couple of months. He's going to lose our numbers. He's not going to call. Well, he, he called. He actually called. And we were in shock. So we went down to the school and my friend Adam signed up to be a referee. And I wasn't signing up for anything. I just kind of went along for the ride there. And I ended up becoming friendly. We both did with, with Iron Mike Sharp. And he let he wouldn't let anybody just, you know, people off the street just come in and hang out and watch. But because he had met me at the show and my friend Adam was training to be a referee, he, he was open uh, three nights a week, Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So I would go there three nights a week and I became he was a great down to earth guy. I think you probably know he passed away yep. four or five years ago now, you know, unfortunately. But he was a great guy. And anyway, we became friendly and. I would be there all the time. And then there was one day when he had enough students and he he trained them well enough. He decided to start holding exhibition shows, matches at the school every two weeks. And because we were friendly and I was always there, he's like, do you want to be the ring announcer? 
But I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. It was, uh, I, I was honored, and I couldn't believe it that Iron Mike Sharp is asking me to be a ring announcer for shows at, at his school. That's so awesome. I, I did that for a while. I did that for a while. Then he came to me one day. He said that a promoter booked him on a show at the Dunn Sports Center in Elizabeth, New Jersey. And he asked me if I wanted to do a real pro show. I was like, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I mean, like, I, I must have like a deer in the headlights. I'm just looking at him. And I said, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, sure. What do I have to do? So then b- back then it was 1991. The show I did, I remember the date. I still have a copy of the check I got for $100 on my wall. Um, it was June 1st, 1991 was the show. And, yeah, I saved everything. I have every, That's... by the way, the wrestling magazines. I have still every wrestling magazine I've ever bought. All kinds of memorabilia. I threw nothing away. But anyway, uh, back then you had to be licensed, whether you want to be a wrestler, a referee, an announcer, a timekeeper. You had to be licensed because it was still regulated by the New Jersey State Athletic Commission. So you had to have someone vouch for you. You couldn't just off the street go say, hey, I want to do this. So anyway, he got me licensed and show on June 1st, 1991. And it was all because of him. I'm forever grateful to him. So who was on that besides uh mike sharp who who else was on that first show mike sharp was on it uh ivan koloff bam bam bigelow nikolai volkov and this is another thing i did mention on my episode too that ivan koloff i was always such a big fan of his i mean he was just like a mean heel but i used to watch him growing up also every saturday morning and he came up to me during intermission. I was in the locker room. He came up to me just on his own. I was even like waving to him saying hi. He walked, walked up to me on my very first pro show and said, you're doing a very good job. Wow. I was blown. I was blown. That was like the best thing that I could like really ever hear. Yeah. Such a nice guy. I mean, Ivan Koloff. And by then he, like he was old hero. into the business and I don't mean it mean, but you know, he's been around. Yeah, I don't know how old he would have been in 1991, but he could still go. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was so cool announcing him to the ring because he came out with the chain and he would slam the chain on, you know, on the uh, ring mat and everything. It was like, you know, Nikolai Volkov, he grabbed the mic for me and sang the, uh, you know, Russian national anthem. It was, it was surreal. I, I used that word a few times in the episode of my podcast because the whole thing was really surreal i couldn't believe and it was dumb luck because what what i was also saying is that it could have went a whole different way me and my friend you could still be in jail well no (laughs) no i mean we wouldn't have been thrown in jail wouldn't have got our asses kicked or been arrested but you know security guard if, if he saw us go in there he could have ran right in there if he saw us the second we went in and just told us to get out, you know, probably nice try. You know, there would have been nothing big. But if I didn't take that chance, if I did not sneak in that dressing room, I would have missed out on an amazing experience. Yeah. And that made for how many shows did you do in total then? Oh, God. I don't even, <laughs> I, I did it for close to eight years. I don't remember. I did it almost every weekend. That's so awesome. I, yeah, I don't know how many shows I did. But having that license got me into 
all kinds of locker rooms, never for WrestleManias or SummerSlams, but even though it was the New Jersey license, uh, the Philadelphia Spectrum, it, it got me in there. In New York, had a couple of shows that got me in because, you know, it showed that that you were in the business, even though you weren't licensed by that particular state. Um, you know, it, it was just it was a great time. It was like I was actually in the business for a while. But how many shows I did, I, I, I really couldn't even tell you. But because of Mike Sharp um, and, you know, he was still working part time for the WWF. He got me and my friend Adam into the 1996 Hall of Fame banquet at the Marriott Marquis in New York. And that was that was an unreal time because after the banquet, we were in the hotel bar just, you know, hanging out and drinking with all the legends. Everybody was there. George Animal Steel actually bummed a cigarette from me <laughs> and said and, and, and said, don't don't let my wife see this. He was hiding from his wife's mind. It's like I have so many, so many interactions and and stories with a bunch of legends, and I, you know I'm not trying to brag, but it was just an amazing time. You lived the life that I want. You know, even at 44, I could say, you know, I, I wish I could go to WWE now or AEW or NWA that's coming back or any of those and, and have that. And it's it's yes, I, I would love to see and experience the stories, but. If it was just in Pennsylvania, doing that announcing just in Pennsylvania, I, I would feel like, yeah. And I, I'm sure that's how you felt. Oh, yeah. Every moment, I was just amazed. Like, I'd pinch myself wherever I was. I'm like, I'm really here. And I'm allowed to be here. I'm not going to get kicked out, you know? And there was this is one story that, that I have to tell. And you said you didn't listen to. Once you got to the wrestling on that episode, you didn't listen to the rest of it. But... I did get to have dinner with Bruno San Martino. Ah, oh, the Pittsburgh boy yeah. himself. A, a promoter friend of mine. Uh, there was uh, he, Bruno was doing a big autograph signing at the Freehold Raceway Mall, a, a huge one, and it didn't happen that day. I didn't even go to the mall. I didn't even go to the signing. It was a week and a half. It could have been two weeks. This is in 1996, so it could have been maybe a week and a half, two weeks before I was talking to the promoter. And he said, after the signing, because I, I live the next town over, I, I grew up in Manalpa, New Jersey and Freehold, New Jersey was the next town over. It's like uh, 10 minutes away. So anyway, he knew that I was in the area that I lived in the area. And he said, after the signing, do you want to go to dinner with me and Bruno? And it was called Il Monacone, an Italian restaurant in Freehold. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. You know, I mean, I, I and so the, the week and a half or two weeks leading up to it, it seemed like it felt like a year. I, I couldn't wait. I, I like I was hoping nothing would fall through. Plans wouldn't change and like just worrying like because I wanted this to happen. And sure enough, it happened. I was sitting at at a table in a restaurant with Bruno talking and eating. Oh and that God. that to me was the best, probably the best moment that I can say that I, I had during the whole time that I was involved with wrestling. Because he is a true legend. Held the yes. belt for 12 years and is Bruno San Martino. I, I really couldn't believe it. So that that was like the, the pinnacle of my entire experience in the business. 
Wow. That well, you yeah. you read you stole my next question, so I'll have to go on to my next question for you. Um, okay. Who did you enjoy announcing the most, and can you kind of do it for us? Like, was there Bam Bam? Like he was from Asbury Park. Did you love giving it to the hometown boy? Well, let me. All right, let, let me tell you a quick story about that. Like I, I told you, he was on on that first show I did. He to me was a real asshole. Oh. Because what uh, it was my first pro show, so I didn't know what I had to do. So the, the promoter told me that what, what I had to do before the show, it was way before any fans were in there. He's like, go around to, to every wrestler and ask them um, their weight and where, where they're built from. And I had to write it all down so I could announce properly. Well, I guess Bam Bam has such a big ego that he assumed that I should know this. And I did. I know announced him for his Asbury Park and I could have made up a weight 330 pounds for her. But I was just doing my job and I was a kid, you know, so like I'm a little bit nervous. And it's my, my first show. And I'm trying to do everything right. The promoter asked me to do this. So I no problem with anyone else. Get to him. And I said, you know, hi, you know, I, I'm going to be the ring dancer. I need to know your weight and where you're from. So he, he said, like, uh, he started laughing. He's like, oh, I'm from Scandinavia. Ha, 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 ha. And I, I'm like, all right. So, so, so I'm like, and what's your weight? Uh, 3,000 pounds. Ha. He was talking to somebody. I don't know who it was, but he turned the person and just laughed, whatever. So, I, I mean, I, I, was, I, I was upset. I, I was angry. So he could have squashed me, could have killed me, but I just looked at him and said, all right, I'll just make something up. And I just walked away. And of course, you know, I, I did make the weight up because whatever his build weight was at the time, seen him on TV a million times, uh, whatever weight it was like, I was close and, you know, I knew it was from Asbury park, but I mean, what are, what a real dick. It's like, he doesn't know me from a hole in the ground. I, I could have been pulled off the street five minutes before because, you know, another ring announcer backed out, whatever, and I don't know anything about wrestling. Maybe I don't know anything about it. But he assumed that he's such a big star that, you know, I should automatically know. And, like, I was insulting him by asking that. I, I was doing the job I was told to do. So he was a real asshole. So I'm not happy with him. Um, but the most one I had fun announcing, going back to the first show, it was cool and surreal that Nikolai Volkov, who I saw – million times on TV, pull the mic away from Howard Finkel or whoever and sing the Russian national anthem. For him to pull the mic away from me and sing the Russian national anthem and give it back to me, that was like, it was like like a mind fuck. And also, Ivan Koloff too, I'm kind of like biased towards him because he was so complimentary and everything, but but bang on the chain, it uh, came close to me. Wow. He wasn't going to hit me with it, but yeah, it was like things like that are just, uh, you know, just great, great memories. And like Greg Valentine, the Iron Sheik and, uh, you know, you, you name it, Paul Orndorff, like so many I, I got to announce. And I think back to their, their careers and what they did, you know, the whole feud with Hulk Hogan and Paul Orndorff. And, I'm, and then, you know, a few years later, I'm announcing Paul Orndorff to the ring and, be hanging out with them. I, it just it was incredible. Are are any of your uh, shows on YouTube or anything? Not your podcast, but I mean, like if I if I look up 
something from you know ninety one. Am I going to see you on YouTube? Because I did not do I, that work yet. Not not that I know of. I mean, back then, you know, uh, I nobody. Mean, yeah, there 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 could be, but I have not to my knowledge. I have no idea. Okay. That'll, that'll give uh, Can't Crush Your Nation something to do, and maybe we'll get you posted uh, announcing somebody. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm telling you. Look it up. If you can find it, let me know. Yeah. Oh, because I'll tag you in no and everything. Let me tell you, and again, going back to podcasting, once you get a following and you put out, hey, do some research, there's some amazing fans that dive for you to say, look, Mark, this is what I found that you were talking about. I'm like, holy shit, I didn't have to do any work. So I thank my nation for that. That would be great. The less work I have to do, the better. <laughs> right? Because you're so technically savvy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I do, I, I did learn a couple of months ago how to search things on YouTube. So I'm getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> one, <laughs> one last thing about wrestling and then we'll move on. We'll actually give you your dibs to talk about your podcast. Um, Okay. You, you sent me all these pictures with Koloff and Bruno and Brett and the Bushwhackers and Freddie Blassie, but the one that I have posted is a thumbnail everybody can see is you hanging out with Vince McMahon. Um, what did you and Vince talk about? Did you get to actually bend his ear or was it like, hey, Vince, let me have a picture? Yeah, well, I actually asked him for a job. Uh, that, that, Good job. That picture, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and the answer to that was, you know, send a videotape, a demo to the office. But that that picture, um, I don't know if I send you the one with Shawn Michaels, too. I, I'm not sure. I only send you a few. But anyway, the picture with Vince, that was the first time I met him. And again, because of Iron Mike Sharp and his connections with the WWF, I got invited to uh, a company Christmas party at the Paramount in New York. No shit. It, <laughs> yes. So that that the glass of red wine that you see me holding that, that that was on Vince. It was open bar, and they were all every star was just hanging out. You could just you know walk up to them and talk to them and bullshit with them. And um, even I, I I'll send you this too. Gilbert Gottfried. There are actually other celebrities there too besides wrestlers. Gilbert Gottfried was there. I got a picture with him. He was a cool guy. But yeah, I mean, everybody was there and it was, that was, it was 1993, but I think it was like December 15th because that's when I moved into, it was the first day that I moved into my new apartment with my roommate. And so it was either like December 13th, December 15th. And it was just, it was just amazing to get invited to something like that. Just like the, the banquet. Um, but yeah. That was such a cool time. I, I got really, really drunk. Thank God I wasn't driving. And yeah, I, but I was talking to Vince and well, not for very long, for probably it was less than five minutes. But I remember one thing he said to me that it's all about putting butts in the seats. Yep. It Whatever we're talking about before, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's just that's the whole business, putting butts in the seats no matter what. Um, but I, I did ask him, I said, you know, I'm a ring announcer. I know Mike Sharp. Uh, you know, any uh, need for new ring announcers like, yeah, well, you know, send a video or a demo tape to the office, whatever, and a resume. And I actually never did because I just didn't see it happening. But, yeah, I met him there and also uh, at WrestleMania 8 in Indianapolis. I was hanging out in the hotel bar with all of them, and that's the second time that I met him. But I really, I didn't really talk to him then. The only time I really talked to him was at the Christmas party in New York. 
but it was just great. But I'll, I'll tell you, at in Indianapolis in the hotel, this is a table. Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, and Ric Flair at one table. Oh, I tell you, I, I would have loved to have walked up to that table, but I did not have the ball. <laughs> no. I, I, I did not. Hey, guys, how you doing? You know, I'm glad. You know, like, <laughs> what am I going to say? Are, are they going to give a shit? But, yeah, I mean, just seeing that table, it was just – Oh God, it was incredible. Actually, the picture I sent you with me and Luke Williams Bushwhacker, um, their table was like right to the left, I guess it was. I mean, we were like very close to where where, where that table was. Wow. That was another amazing time. Wow. What what an amazing life to be living in the nineties doing that. And then you you transition and you're gonna start this the Glenn Ralph Show podcast to Glenn, you have a smile on my face right now, just hearing these stories, and there's going to be a well, friend. I'm glad. I like sharing. I haven't really had an opportunity to talk about it in, in a long, long time. Yeah. Really uh, you know, it's past. It was a while ago. You're, you're going to definitely be a regular, because nine years you have stories, and we, we don't like the bad stories. I mean, maybe, you know, we can keep some anonymousness in it, but tell what... Because you've seen some bad too, and we don't have to talk about them today. But we'll bring you back to talk more wrestling because we have to talk. Yeah, about I have, it. but but I but I, I will tell you, like very few bad stories. Almost every single wrestler I have met, they've been very very nice and very very polite. There's very few. I I can think of maybe five, four or five off the top of my head, but. It's, it was really, it was all good. It was all good. Yeah. Very few bad interactions. Very and few. And I'm, I'm still going to be jealous. But let's keep the smile on my face because let's talk about your podcast okay. now. And you talk, it's okay. going to be stress-free entertainment. But, I mean, what are we going to dive in entertainment? Like, what's going on? Um, are you going to talk sports? Are you going to be like a, an ETV thing? Or it, just like the whole conglomerate of it all? It's going to really be based on what guests I have and what they're passionate about. If someone has a passion about something, they have a talent, they have something going on, they have, they're have they an expert in a certain subject, it's going to be based on the guest. I'll, it's going to be whatever people want to talk about. That's why I give out the email. People can email me. Uh, they can talk about what whatever they want. Like, the first episode, I, I had a guest on, and the conversation went from underwear to remaining friends with an ex after a breakup. And it was an interesting conversation. So it's really however the conversation flows. There, there's no uh, you know, limitations. There's nothing written in stone. I uh, could talk about you know different funny headlines or stupid headlines in the news. Anything. Just regular conversation that two people would normally have about interesting subjects, whether it be UFOs or aliens or remaining friends with the next after a breakup or cultural appropriation or some weird stuff. It, it, it really doesn't matter. It's a free for all. It's just going to be a general entertainment show. And the, the show, and I have to say this because people do leave out one end sometimes. The name of the show is The Glenn with two N's, G-L-E-N-N, and the last name is Ralph, R-A-L-P-H, show. So you can go on Spotify and search The Glenn with two N's, Ralph Show, 
um, and it'll pop right up. Or you could just put my name in, Glenn with two N's, Ralph, and on Spotify in search, and it'll come up. Because a lot of people leave off that first N, and if you leave off the first N, you're not going to find me. Well, are you sure they're leaving off the first N or the second N? You know what? You're yeah. a real wise ass. I, I know. Have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I would leave off the first N. I would. You're right. But the you second know, N's important because it's the well, mm. Right. The second N is more important than the first one. And I always say my name isn't Glenn. It's Glenn. Glenn. So, oh, yeah, so you, no, I really, it looks so stupid. The uh, Glenn with one N, that it just looks stupid to me. I, I don't know. And I, I like my first name with two N's, not with one. But I hate my last name because, you know, that's associated with vomiting. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't even think of yeah, that. I've always, I've, always, <laughs> I've always hated that. And check this out. My middle name is Douglas, all right? I really got screwed in the name lottery because I have three first names and three last names. Because Glenn, Douglas, and Ralph can be either it's interchangeable, either a first name or a last name. I fucking hate my name. So, how? What the hell did they call you in school? Because it it had to have been just fucked up in school. Because your last name is Ralph, uh, and then you know they're like Ralph, Glenn, and, and yeah. Oh, I I got that all the time. Ralph, Glenn, Ralph, and and but even some teachers would call me by Ralph and, and not Glenn. I maybe because I'm sensitive to it. If there are people with two first names, I, I'm I'm so conscious of making sure that I use their first name. Like, how do you confuse a first name with a last name? But oh my god, so many people did growing up, and and then yeah, Douglas in the middle. You, did your mother yeah. hate you? Did you? She did. She did. Oh, good. Good. You, you, no. And your father didn't stand up for you at all then either. No, not 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 at all. And. Um, I, I was, my mother did tell me when I was a kid that be, before they decided on Glenn, it was going to be Craig or Craig, C-R-A-I-G, Craig, Craig. And that name, awesome. I hate, I hate more than anything. I, I just don't like that name. Thank God. I would have had to legally change my name to something else because I don't like that name. Glenn, I like Glenn is a great name with two ends, but Craig, I, I would have, oh my God. God, I would have paid that. Craig Ralph. Shut up. That's so stupid. And, and again, it's another name that could have been first or last name. At, I, you know what? I didn't even think about that. I, oh, my God. They just were at to screw me from birth. I'm <laughs> telling you. Do you have siblings? I have a twin sister, yeah. Is her name Becky Leah Ralph? Uh, well, no. Uh, okay. No. Her, no. Her, her name is Bob. Oh, of course. <laughs> No, 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 no! It's actually Susan. So she, but she won the, the name battle. Yeah, I mean it's different for a girl. I guess. I, I guess I don't know, but yeah, I mean she got she got a good name. Um, but yeah, just I, I don't know. I really don't know. So <laughs> I'm baffled. Um, so we talked a little bit about why your podcast because you wanted to, you know, be on radio and everything. But why now? Why why did you pick now to start it? Well, I actually picked close to a year ago to start it. But I bought the microphones, and when they came, I plugged them in, turned on my laptop, 
and I'm staring like I'm reading everything <laughs> in, in German. I know because, uh, like I said, I'm I'm not technical. And I, I did try, and then I got so frustrated. I'm like, I'm going to need help, and then I had other things on my mind and other, other other things going on. So I put it off for a while till a friend of mine recently in the past few weeks. I, I decided, you know what? I'm just going to pull the trigger on this. I, I I have to do it. I've been thinking about it for so long, and it's going to be now. So. I, I got someone to help me, and now I'm up and running. Um, because you know, maybe it's procrastination, but I know podcasting has been around for quite a while now. But I just never—I uh, don't even know how, how to explain. I, I just didn't really because maybe I didn't think I could do it technically. Like I really thought there was way more involved. I, I thought it was way more involved than it actually really is getting set up. And I just thought it was like, like out of the realm of possibility. And, but then the more and more I thought about it and I just said, you know what, I'm just going to do it because I want to do it. And if you keep thinking about stuff, about something and keep thinking and thinking and thinking, and you don't do anything about it, you don't take any action. Well, it's never going to happen. Right. You know, so I finally got tired of thinking about it. And decided to actually pull the trigger on it and said, let's see what I can do. Let me really get this going. And I finally did. And I'm proud of that. And now now that I'm two episodes in, it almost feels like I was being really stupid for not doing it a long time ago. Because now I'm already into it. And now it feels like I've never not been doing it. Exactly. Because, um, it's, it, it, it's weird. But like I did actually talk about in episode number two that for everybody, it's a lesson, a life lesson for everybody. You know, the, the old expression, you know, you can do anything you want to do. That's actually not true. I hate to burst anybody's bubble, but if you're born without legs, you'll never be a marathon runner. You have to, you know, you have to stay within your, your limitations, but generally speaking, if there's something that you really want to do and you're really passionate about and you want to do it, you, you, and you're thinking about it, you can, by taking action, take that thought and make it a reality. And it's not easy because it took me so long. So I'm not saying, oh, it's very simple. You know, I had the thought and now I'm doing it and, you know, everybody can do it. No, because a lot of people don't have the confidence. They don't have the knowledge to get something going, whatever it is they want to do. But it can be done. You know, it's a lesson for everybody. If you really want to do something and it's within your capability, you can do it. Yeah, and speaking of that, uh, you have you have as of right now like two episodes up. You said, and they're half hour shows. You know, minor an hour, sometimes a little bit longer in the past. But it takes a lot of time because it's coordinating like guests. Our, our right. schedule just freaking lucked out that it was boom perfect we're gonna get this shit done and it's probably one of the fastest since talking to a guest on my show that i've had them on normally it's a wrestler and wrestlers do not record friday saturday and sunday why because we're making money wrestling somewhere so All right I, they're working yeah. yeah so i have to shift my schedule and maybe stay up a little bit later because i'm a garbage man so i work five to one so oh, okay. I, i'm up at three o'clock in the morning getting the dogs eating da 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 Sometimes they want to record seven, eight o'clock at night. Holy shit. You know, you know how much yeah. of a strain that puts on. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I'll take a nap when I get home. And then da, 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 well, I have a 14 year old son. I have a wife. And 
So there's a lot of planning to podcasting. That's a lot. Yeah. But well, I love I mean, it. For me, my the, the first episode, I had a guest. And that was, I think, like an hour and seven minutes. Episode number two was, uh, I think, like 31 minutes and change because I did it solo. But I want to do one show a week. And I want it to be between an hour and an hour and 15 minutes each week. So yeah. it'll be a little bit over an hour each week. Yeah, that's that's what I strive for. If we have long shows when we're talking about the major pay-per-views or something, of course they're going to run long. But weekly, we kind of stay in that time, especially in our spotlight shows that drop on Wednesday, because we drop on Wednesday and Sunday. When are you looking at dropping your shows? Uh, right now, past two ones, it's been sporadic. One was on a Saturday, this one was on a Sunday. But I would like to drop a show to upload an episode Every Wednesday, I'm thinking midweek for everybody. It's not not on the beginning of the week or on the weekend or at the end. It's just right in the middle of the week because, like I said, it's not going to be a serious show. It's not going to you know give anybody a headache. It's not going to be a, you know politics and religion and COVID. It's going to be a fun, light, entertaining show. So I figure people could use that right smack dab in the middle of the week. So eventually, that's what I want to do. And I don't. Like I said, I want to be like an hour, maybe an hour and 15, tops an hour 20, because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like mug anybody. I don't want to like, you know, have people, you know, have to listen to a, you know, two hour show every week. I want to make it easy. I want to make it easy to listen to. And, you know, the time plays into that, too. I don't want it to be too long and I don't want it to be too short either. Right. I don't want to write in the middle of the. Yep, so you want to compete with my spotlight shows, Glenn. We started out on a bad note. We kind of yeah. mended that over. Now you're going to compete with my spotlight shows. Well, then, you're here damn we go. Right. Yeah, no, believe me, I'm, I'm no competition right now. <laughs> Listen, it's not, I, we talked off air. It's not about competition. I, I really, no. I lucked into what no, I lucked not. in. It, it's a family. I am willing to help all mm-hmm. the time. Um, so where do you want your podcast to go? Uh, and we're not talking about listens or anything. Is this for you to, in time, get picked up by, like, maybe a bar stool or a, you know, Sirius or something like that? Or do you want to keep it kind of where no. I am? Yeah, no, I'm not thinking about anything like that. I'm just having fun with it now, and it's new, and I want to get used to doing it what but i would but i would like to i no, i, I don't want to get involved in any i, I don't I don't want to be managed by anybody uh eventually when i build up my listenership and my audience i would like to have uh sponsors for the show but like through me like i i I'd like you mentioned i don't even know what barstool is to be honest with you um okay. but i don't want to <laughs> no but but I, i'm not look i'm not looking to parlay this podcast podcast into a radio show right. on serious radio. No, it's really for me, and I just want this to be for me. I, I don't want to. I'm not looking to get on the radio because this, to me, is as good as being on the radio, and I can control it and I can grow it. You know, that's going to be up to me to to grow it, to get the listeners, to make it. You know, more and to have it grow, have it change, have it become you know, super entertaining and just, you know, now I'm kind of walking my way through it. And like I said, only two episodes in, you know, so there's a learning curve and just really, I have no, no plans. I I can't say, well, I want to be like this uh, 
in a month and I want to be like this in six months and a year from now. I want no, I have nothing like that. I'm just having fun with it. I like what you said that you want to get sponsors through you. And that was right. where I was from the beginning of this because through our hosting site, we brought up Buzz, Buzzsprout a couple times. They offer that you can work with this company. We're really going to do it. That's all fine and dandy. Um, essentially, I'm going to pull the fourth, the fourth wall down as wrestling terms. They're getting uh, some yeah. of it. Uh, Buzzsprout is, and we're only getting a portion. If you do your own sponsor, uh, like I do with Collar and Elbow or other ones that I have working in a mix, guess who gets 100% of it? Yeah, I don't want to share revenue. I'm just yeah. like you. And that's not being greedy. It's, it's your show. Being so smart. You should get yeah. 100% of the revenue. You're doing the work. Yeah, exactly. That's how I look at it. Exactly. So you're looking on Wednesdays. That's awesome. Um, you're looking to drop it like Wednesday mornings, Wednesday afternoon, night. What? Not not entirely sure yet. Um, if I well, I mean, if I record on on a Tuesday, Wednesday morning, I would be uploading a new episode. But I encourage everybody to uh, to to search the Glenn with two ends Ralph show and click follow and click that notification bell so you'll be notified every time a new episode is uploaded yeah guys give them a listen the first two episodes are up uh please we we uh we touched on stuff on the the second episode of wrestling which i didn't listen to all of it like i said um now i'll go back and listen to the rest of it It, it's a great show it, it, not tonight. Maybe when I'm driving a garbage truck tomorrow, but not tonight. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you. Thank um, it's a great show. You'll like it. It is easy listening. It's fun. It's a it's a debate that's you don't have to pull punches about. You know, I hate this person at the end of the show. It's light and friendly. So yeah, uh, I, I I don't have a big ego. I'm not trying to be outrageous. Oh, everybody, listen to me. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Like, really, I'm I'm just me. I, I really am a down-to-earth, honest person. I like to talk. I, I like people, and I like to know what they think and what makes them tick. And I, I'm just, it's going to be a light show. I'm, I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not. Uh, how I am on the podcast is just who I am. How I'm talking to you now is exactly how I am on the podcast, is exactly how I am off the podcast. I'm, I'm just me and I like, I like people. You like being Glenn with two ends. I love being Glenn with two ends. Glenn, this is going to blow your mind. Tell everybody your social medias and your email. And you're like, what the fuck is that? No, that I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, people can search that all day. They, they, I mean, they, they, they would find me on, on Facebook that I really don't even look at, but I have the past couple of weeks because I'm, I, I guess I have to because of the podcast. You do now. To, you know, but other than that, I have no Instagram. I have no Twitter. Probably stupid, but I, I really am not a fan of social media at all. We'll get um, there. It's really fun. Yeah. This is going to be, the, you don't understand now that you're engulfed me in your wrestling stories. And I'm not saying project is anything bad. I, I need to help you get socials. I told you a picture here and there will draw people in. Glenn, we're going to do this as together. Can, as you can tell from this conversation, I'm very unsocial. No, you're not. That's <laughs> no, bullshit. I'm kidding. But you do have an email. I know you do because you, you, you released your email address. 
Oh, yeah. That's on the show, the Glenn Ralph Show at gmail.com. Again, two ends. But yeah, the Glenn Ralph Show at gmail.com. And hopefully, I didn't even have to say that. Hopefully, they will listen to the show and they'll hear it there. Right. Of Search course. it on Spotify now. Now. Please. Yeah. Beg you. Spotify for now, but uh, we're going to work Glenn into other ones as well. Glenn, this has been amazing. I can't wait till you come back. I can't wait to John. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. And you will be coming to my show very soon. We will talk. I was going to say, I can't wait to hijack your show as well. Yeah, you can. Yeah, hijack it. Do what you got to do. There he is, Glenn Ralph. Guys, go over and seriously follow his podcast on Spotify right now. He's only Spotify right now, but we're going to work on Glenn with two ends and get everything taken care of that he's going to take over the masses. He is. Uh, he's a fun guy. We really, not a fun guy, like a mushroom or anything, a fun guy. He really is passionate about this, and I love hearing it. You can hear it in his voice, too. So I, I just can't wait to help him along and we can help each other grow and maybe we can have, you know, some type of taking over the world. I don't know. I don't, now, now I'm just talking bullshit because Glenn just has me in such a good mood. This is one of my favorite interviews. I mean, we talked wrestling, but we really have to promote the Glenn Ralph show. So go over and help him out and, and follow that. And maybe you'll get wrestling stories from him, but you'll get a light, easy listening podcast if you're having a shitty wednesday here in the near future and you just want to calm down and listen to talks about uh aliens dropping in on new jersey it could happen i don't know so all right guys we'll see you next week on the can crusher spotlight again don't forget to follow us on our social medias it's all at can crusher 69 across the board send us an email at can crusher 69 at gmail.com or don't forget to call into the phone number that we have now do you guys remember it it's out there and we want you guys to call and give us some wrestling stories like glenn did so you can make the weekly show or you can be on a hot take of saying man i really hated that did this and then i'll recap what you said phone number 814-299-6687 again 814-299-6687 Drop us a voicemail and you'll be on the show and I'll talk about it. But again, Spotify, the Glenn Ralph Show. Glenn with two N's or he'll be pissed off. Remember, guys, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called the garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Yeah.